The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, one of the top five podcasts that relate to betting on professional football, NFL football at least, in the world. Love having all of you guys, loyal listeners or loyal viewers each week, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Most of you know me, former player back in the 2000s, long time ago now. Retired 15 years ago, but it was a fun temp gig in my 20s from 2001 to 2008. Five teams, seven years. Check me out on social media. I either post NFL stuff or beer or food stuff, which everybody likes all of those. So at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. The show's handle is at Ross Tucker Pod. That's where we post the highlight clips. Like the best of the best of the Ross Tucker podcast or college draft, fantasy feast, whatever. Check those out at Ross Tucker Pod. The star of this show is none other than the great Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It's the Super Contest at the Westgate. He actually won it back-to-back years. You can check him out on social media at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports, and we enjoyed Steve last week going over some of the NFL draft prop bets so much with Anthony Amico that we brought on one of the true stars of the fantasy and sports betting industry, my former co-host on the Fantasy Feast, now the master of all he oversees at Establish the Run, the great Evan Silva. Evan, what's up, man? It's been a minute. What's up, guys? It, it has been a minute, but uh, this is all. I'm, I'm glad that you've started to bring me on every year to do at least one show with Fezzik. I always learn a little bit from him, and uh, hopefully he'll listen to me this year uh, because uh, we left some money on the table last year. I don't remember that. Refresh my memory. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We we actually we actually crushed it. One that stood out to me was uh, the the first linebacker drafted. 
uh, the kid out of Georgia. You remember that? I think we got him at 10 to 1. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Packers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Quay. Quay Walker. Quay Walker. There was more and more buzz on Quay Walker. Yeah. Yep. And that was one of our very big hits from last year. And hopefully we can find another big hit on this year's show. Um, that's a great point. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, all right. Evan, you love this. Like, even though you're a quote unquote fantasy guy, you love NFL mock drafts and you love NFL uh, draft prop betting. Why? Well, because, <laughs> because I think that I've kind of figured out that this is probably the most money-making opportunity on the entire calendar uh, when it comes to football betting and maybe sports betting in general. I don't know. I don't know about other sports very much. Fezzik might have a take on, on that. Um, but I would say when you're, if you're betting on the NFL, like you have to bet on the NFL draft because this is your most profitable opportunity all year. Why don't more people get that, Steve? It's because people like to do what they've done the last 20 years. It's the whole go back to the 80s, General Motors. We've always built really big cars with lousy gas mileage and made money. We'll just keep doing that. Um, Dinosaurs without willing to adjust. But having said that, there are dark clouds all over our plus EV bets in the draft. Everything Evan said, I agree. Uh, NFL... Guys are working 24-7 trying to find 55% bets against the spread. Draft specialists would scoff at betting a 55% bet. Like, that's total garbage. What are you talking about? We're looking for 70% type bets. We're looking for, you know, 50% bets at 3-1. to But the problem is, is that the dastardly bookies, uh, they are saying no moss. Uh, Pretty much across the board in Vegas, it's hard to even find a book right now that's even putting up anything on the draft right now. Uh, the, the best uh, book in Vegas, Circus Sports, they're going to put up some draft props limited next week on Tuesday and pull them down on Wednesday. They're going to be up for like 36 hours only. Um, South Point may not put any numbers up because Vegas loses. On the East Coast, it used to be a cash cow. You used to be able to absolutely you know, go in and bet over and over at places like FanDuel and our, and our DraftKings. And now they are being much more aggressive, limiting players to what they can bet and moving the numbers aggressively. I'm sure Evan can speak to this, that he's probably thinking, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I should have made 10 times what I made, you know, the past three years. I'm sure it's much more difficult for you this year, Evan. Yeah. And I would say that the menu at DraftKings, although it's probably the best out of, out of any book, it's still not as, 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 uh, uh, voluminous as it has been in years past at this point in the draft. Obviously, I think they've probably taken a little bit of a, a bath or at least a, a, a sizable hit um, over the past couple of years. And so I think that they're maybe trying to be a little bit more conservative. I will conservatively say DraftKings had to have lost millions of dollars on the draft. There, there's just, based upon the reports I have from people I know, you add it all up, and there's the numbers are just staggering of what people I know won on the East Coast playing the last few years. Once Evan uses the word voluminous, I'm going to talk about Labatt Blue Lights um, because during the draft, I'm sure Evan and Steve will be having some Labatt Blue Lights with their friends or the other people betting 
on the NFL Draft, living life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Very intrigued, Devin, by your first prop bet that you like. It's the number two pick, C.J. Stroud at plus 350. The reason why I'm intrigued by that is because there are all kinds of thoughts out there. Everybody now is saying the Texans are not taking a quarterback at two. Mm -hmm. The Texans do not like C.J. Stroud. I know you know this. So what's going on here? Yes, I mean, even in my uh, mock draft that I just put out yesterday, I had C.J. Stroud falling to number four to the Colts. But I could also see the Colts maybe moving up for him. I could see, and I've heard that there are scouts that are pushing for C.J. Stroud uh, uh, within the Texans building. Um, But the the GM, Cesario, does not – uh, is not leaning in that direction. But at the end of the day, like, you know, th- I mean, this is a quarterback. I think he's clearly the number two quarterback in the draft. And I think that the odds have moved so far away from him now at plus 350. And he's probably the, you know, on paper, at least the the second most valuable player in the draft behind Bryce Young from a positional value standpoint and the, and the upside that he w- that he presents. Um, I just, I think it's time to pull the trigger on CJ Stroud at number two. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes three to a team that moves up with the Cardinals or even four to the Colts. But I, I think that right now at plus 350, it's time to pull the trigger. Steve? The draft is very complicated. If we were two days before the draft, I would say, oh, I hate this pick because once we get to the 48-hour window and you see a mammoth line move, I don't want to fade it. Prior to that, I am A-OK with fading it because we don't know yet where C.J. Stroud's going to go. And because of that, whenever you get a massive move like this that's more than a week away, it's not unprecedented that it could swing all the way back. I'm A-OK with it. How about this next one? Now, Evan, I know from experience, Steve almost never bets things that are plus 2,500. And I think I know what your logic's going to be here. And I'm excited for your explanation on this one. This is why you're the man. This is, you're, you're playing chess, not checkers here. You like Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech, to be the number four pick, which is currently plus 2,500. Is that at DraftKings, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah, all, all the odds that I that I, I, uh, I sent in my little uh, preview are from DraftKings. Yes. Okay, so you got plus 2,500 Tyree Wilson to be the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going with this, but I'm going to let you flush it out. So one thing that you have to embrace is like the chaos and uncertainty of the NFL draft. Fezzik has already hinted at that. Um, I, I think that you know, and it's funny because, you know, somebody who's smart, who maybe has a good track record of doing mock drafts will publish a mock draft. And then you'll see all the comments. Oh, that would never happen. Oh, they would definitely take this guy if he gets there. What is this guy drunk? You know, like, like the, the, the commenters know exactly what's going to happen. Um, but I think when you're betting on the draft and even when you're doing mock drafts, you have to embrace the uncertainty and, and chaos and the domino effect that, oh, a surprise happens up top, a trade happens, boom, a guy can move down the board. I don't think the Colts are, are going to be the team that would take Tyree Wilson at number four. We would need a trade. 
But I think we kind of know that the Texans are into Tyree Wilson. Lance Zierlein has said that publicly. Um, I, I think other people have said that. Um, and I also I've, have heard that the Cardinals really like Tyree Wilson and could even take him at three if, let's say, Will Anderson goes number two to the Texans. But it, when you but so this would have to come via a trade. Um, but but we also know the Colts could move up a spot or two, and then Tyree Wilson could land at number four with the Texans or the Cardinals. Does that make sense? I mean, I think that you have to embrace the fact that there could be movement at the top of the draft. Tyree Wilson is a top five player in Daniel Jeremiah's rankings. He's extremely plugged in. Uh, but I mean, does that make sense? Well, yes. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly why I love that thought right there. So here's why I love that thought right there, Evan. I think a couple things. Peter Schrager recently had on his mock draft the Texans and Colts making a trade. So if the Colts move up to two and get C.J. Stroud, the Texans move down to four, I think Tyree Wilson is the likely target at that point, with the idea being the Texans would take Levis at 12 a little bit later. Peter Schrager is usually pretty plugged in as well. So it's a bit, I mean, plus 2,500, Steve. I mean, obviously those bets do not come through very often and several things would have to happen for it to happen. But I like where his head's at. Your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, let me address the the, the playing chess versus checkers analogy. So Evan Silva, no one's better in the draft than Evan, all right? So... I'm like a basic strategy guy when I'm like, well, don't bet things 25 to one. They don't win. Well, that's just, that's just a basic strategy in most sports. The draft is different. It's completely different. So it's almost like a great, it's like a grandmaster being forced to play a chess opening. That's super tactical. That he's never seen before. I mean, I'm going to get checkmated. I don't care how good I am because it's, it, 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 this is not what I'm used to doing and it's extremely complex. So I am a okay with deferring to the, expert that studied this chess opening his whole life here at Evan Silva. And it sounds good to me. Uh, but, but, but again, I lack, I lack the competency, frankly, to be even able to evaluate the probability of it. Well, I also, I also think that it's important with the, the, when you're making NFL draft bets to get a lot of volume. Um, I think you make, you want to make a lot of bets, not necessarily big bets on, on anything because your confidence level should always be low. Like again, the commenters, Act, you know, with the, the the high confidence level. I mean, these guys they they don't know what they're doing. You, you know, like they 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 don't. Um, so when you when you embrace that uncertainty and the the uh, potentiality of chaos, uh, I, I think you want to get in a lot of bets. You want to take shots on some long shots. We're about to talk about a more even money bet here um, next, but uh, I, I think you need to take shots on long shots to give you chances at a, at a very big win to make up for some of your, some of your other misses. Now, now I do want to address that. I'm going to disagree in many ways that the guys I know that have made a fortune literally in the draft are not taking long shots. They're taking sure things. They're taking chases going to the Bengals. They play him under five and a half because he's wearing Cincinnati Bengal, you know, sneakers the day of the draft and everybody knows. So it's almost, it has become a, a virtual certainty on some bets, but this is only in the in the 36 hours before the draft. This is not right now. 
And so guys laying 280s, 360s and the like have made a fortune laying the big lumber, but that's different from what you're discussing. And both can exist absolutely in the plus EV world. I really like this next bet, Evan. Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon, under eight and a half. I don't think I've seen a mock draft or talk to anybody that doesn't think he's going by eight. Yeah, and I saw it at plus money. I, I, I don't know what the odds are right off, but I think it was like plus 170 on DraftKings for Christian Gonzalez to go. And we've got the Lions at six could take him. The Raiders at seven could take him. The Falcons at eight could take him. You know, he's a, a plus-size corner with excellent athleticism. I think he could go ahead of Devin Witherspoon. I have Devin Witherspoon right now six to the Lions, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if they, they took Christian Gonzalez instead. This was closer to even money. Again, I think it was plus 145, plus 170, somewhere in that range. Um, and I, I really like this one too. Yeah, that 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 number surprised me, that over-under. Um, interesting You've got Jordan Addison as the first wide receiver drafted plus 750. That feels pretty good to me. I mean, I I think it'll be Smith and Jigma, but there's enough stuff out there. Plus 750 feels like a pretty good value. Yeah, and I took it earlier at plus 900, and then I tried to bet it today again at plus 750, which I know people will say, oh, well, why don't you just stick with the better odds? Well, you know what? I still like the odds. Um, and so when I, when I was uh, going through the, uh, the DraftKings menu, um, well, first I saw Jordan Addison to be drafted before, before Jackson Smith in Jigba at plus 390. And then I was like, why wouldn't I just take Jordan Addison to be the first wide receiver drafted at plus 750? Um, again, embracing the, the chaos and uncertainty, a lot of people think it's certain that Jackson Smith and Jigba, who barely played last year and is mostly you know billed as a slot receiver, is some sort of lock to be the, the the first wide receiver drafted. I don't think that's the case. You look at Dar- Daniel Jeremiah's rankings. He's got Jordan Addison as the number nine overall player in the draft. And he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 23. Um, and, and and also I've heard from several or heard like, you know, listening to podcasts for, for guys that are national and plugged in. Several teams have Jordan Addison as the clear uh, wide receiver one actually – Bucky Brooks said that on a recent podcast. So this is a longer shot than I'm definitely willing to take. I took it again. I took it at plus 900. I was going to take it again at plus 750 today. Steve. I love the fact also that we're trying to project. This is not like we've got the number three and number seven guys supposed to go in the draft. These guys are supposed to go what in the low twenties. There's a whole lot of uncertainty then considering where they actually land. It wouldn't be unusual for a guy projected to be 22 to go 18 or 28th, which that volatility, as Evan says, gives you profitability. This is an interesting one, Evan. Second running back selected. You got Zach Charbonnet at plus 450. Feels like it's a done deal that Bijan Robinson's the first running mm-hmm. back and Jameer Gibbs is the second running back. You're not so sure. Yeah, I'm just not so sure about that. I mean, I, I feel like there is certainty that Bijan Robinson will be the number one RB, and I think that he, there's a good chance he goes in the top ten. For the, I think it's up in the air for the second RB. Jameer Gibbs is, is very, very intriguing, and he has a lot of things that we're we're gonna like when we start to talk about fantasy because I think he he could catch like seventy passes. He's got a little Alvin Kamara to him. Um, but Zach Charbonnet, if if a team is looking, but I, I still think that 
the highest Jameer Gibbs would go maybe 30 to the Eagles. Uh, and I could see him easily slipping into the, the top of the second round. And then all of a sudden, I think it's all up for grabs because Zach Charbonnet checks a lot of boxes. He's, he has workhorse size that Jameer Gibbs does not. Zach Charbonnet was a big-time tackle breaker uh, uh, analytically uh, from uh, like an advanced metric standpoint in college. He went to the combine. He had, he had a really good combine. He only ran four five three, but that's plenty fast. And his other uh, athletic uh, measurements were really good. He caught 37 passes last year. That's a lot for a college RB. And he averaged seven yards per carry. So, like, he's checking, like, all these boxes. And it wouldn't be surprised to me if – it wouldn't be a surprise to me if Jameer Gibbs falls into, like, the 30s. You know, like, let, let's say he goes at 38 and Charbonnet goes at, like, 34 or 35 for a team that's looking more looking for more of, like, a, a true a true, you know, main back. All right, let's dive into your O-lineman here because I like this. Because a lot of times there's not a consensus on the O-line. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You've got Broderick Jones plus 600 as the first offensive lineman selected. And then out of nowhere, Anton Harrison plus 4,000 as the second offensive lineman selected. Yeah, so I think that there – you're, there isn't uh, an agreement among who the best offensive lineman is is this year's Paris Johnson is in the mix um Broderick Jones Skaronsky so i think that Broderick Jones has just as much of a of a probability of being the first offensive lineman selected as Paris Johnson who's like right now like the clear favorite uh, and then uh, Darnell Wright as well um but I think that Broderick Jones' chances are just as good, like to be the Bears pick at number nine, uh, as any of those other guys. So I see plus six hundred, and I'm like, I'm biting on that. And then with Anton Harrison, this is more something that I've just heard is that I think that teams are higher on him than the media is, and that we we think he's going to be a first round pick. Uh, he played at a big school, Oklahoma. He's got really long arms, thirty four and an eighth inches. Uh, he went to the combine. He was like if you read Lance Zierlein's scouting report on him, which is done before the combine, he questioned his his athleticism a bit. And then Anton Harrison went to the combine and had a really athletic workout. Um, you know, played a, a ton of left tackle in college. Also saw, uh, saw some time at right tackle, so maybe he could start there and transition to be a starter on the blind side. But um, I like I you know it's the odds forty to one. Throw twenty five bucks on it, and that can make you know make your entire draft. Check him out on social media at Evan Silva. He's the man kicking butt for at Establish the Run, just like Anthony Amico last week. Love that we do this every year, Evan. I've got your first mock draft saved on my phone to check out a little bit later. Thank you so much for coming on the show, as always. Thanks, guys. Love doing that, Steve. But I also got to ask you about the other sports going on right now. You said you have an NBA zigzag for me. What does that mean? Yeah, so zigzag in the playoffs typically means whoever loses straight up and against the spread, you bet in the next game of the series. This It was that simple. It was profitable for years. It has no longer been profitable because the odds makers and the betters have caught up to it and over-adjusted the lines. But there's one subset of the zigzag that still is alive and kicking and doing well, specifically game one, home team, favored, loses outright. 
That's the team you want to back. Game two is a favorite again. Several qualifiers, but my two favorites both go tonight. Cleveland against the Knicks. Cleveland loses outright as a five-point favorite. Now it's game two. They're only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. There hasn't been much of an adjustment. I'm confident that Cleveland is a good bet, minus five-and-a-half. Phoenix, same thing. They lose outright to the Clippers. It should be Phoenix's game tonight. Phoenix minus eight would be a bet as well. You can get it at minus seven and a half at a few select spots. I would hop all over that. I would expect that that line is going to close at eight and a half. So Cleveland and Phoenix, Cleveland being my best bet for tonight. Ooh, like it. Um, Speaking of liking it, do you like the uh, MLB rule changes so far? I love the rules changes. All the MLB executives should get a big fat bonus for favorably changing the rules, making the game better but they should all be fired, not for having done it 18 years ago. Bottom line, here's the data, Ross. Um, through last year, same number of games, average scoring eight runs per game. This year, 9.4. What's going on? Well, the pitch clock is keeping the game moving. Um, it's helping batters a little bit more than pitchers because um, the uh, mostly it's the base running. It is really hard now to pick a guy off. You don't have enough time and you only get a couple – tries to pick them off. The bases are closer together. Success rate on stolen bases, 80% this year almost, compared to historically a little over 70%. Doesn't sound like a lot. It makes stealing bases so much more advantageous. Teams are going to do more and more of it. And bold prediction, within two years, every every MLB team will put someone on the roster, especially late in the year, that's just a sprinter who has one job to steal bases because it is so easy now to steal bases in MLB. So uh, games go faster, half an hour shorter, more runs, 9.4 per game, much more enjoyable to the viewer. It will make baseball much more popular. Love it. Check him out on social media at Fezzik Sports. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.